I'm Linda. And I'm Craig. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast at IndieTravelPodcast.com. It's episode 181. Welcome to 2011 once again. Yeah, and, Happy New Year. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about some small things to carry in your, in your luggage. Small things you might not think about, but you really should chuck into your pack. That will make your life just that bit easier while not <laughs> yes. adding a lot of weight to your bag. Yeah. The advantage of this one is if you've got a friend who's planning to travel this year, um, you might be able to give them one of these as a birthday present. That's kind of what part of what I was thinking as we uh, as we were making up the notes for this. Yeah, small it's, travel gifts. It's really, really cool to uh, to remember to chuck these things in your pack. But people that are traveling are really difficult to buy for. It's yeah. really annoying. So um, so hopefully uh, you might get some ideas out of this as well. Well, we're recording this episode in advance because we're about to jump on a bus with Oz Adventures and head from Adelaide all the way up to uh, into Northern Territory. It'll be our first time there. It's going to be very exciting. And, we're going to go to uh, Kuwapiti on the way and to Alice Springs and also we're going to visit Uluru, yeah. also known as Ears Rock. Yeah and, um, yeah, and just finish up in Alice. So it'll be kind of exploring outback Australia and although I don't know we lived in Perth for six months we've spent several months in in Australian cities but we've never been into the outback. No so I'm really excited we don't really trust the fact that there's going to be very much electricity or wi-fi available (laughs) Yes, because we're going to be camping some of the time and yeah so we thought we'd record this in advance to get it all ready and then less stress. Yeah that's right so um, by the time we actually hit publish on it which uh will hopefully work out we'll probably have flown down to melbourne and we'll be looking to get ready to to board a flight down to christchurch yeah gosh the end of our australia time i know it was strange when we finished when we arrived in australia it felt like it was the end of the year it was the end of the travel year yeah but we've just been doing so much yeah for the last couple of months that it hasn't it felt it's felt like we've still been traveling been been action-packed yeah so i wonder flying back to new zealand if that's going to feel like the end Mm. or if it's just going to feel the same because we're still planning on doing a lot of travel around new zealand oh yeah it's it's just going to be a new beginning there's no there's no end to this full-time travel full-time travel gig I mean, yeah. By the time February rolls around, we'll have been doing this for five years, mm. traveling full time, living out of our backpacks, um, running the site now and before that teaching English to, to string the money together, occasionally working in hotels or wine shops or, or whatever. But we'll have been traveling full time for five years so cool. in February. It's so and cool. That is amazing. And in April will be our nine year anniversary. Yeah, our wedding anniversary. So Gosh. that's cool. That's so mad. Well, if you want to hear us keep podcasting through 2011, and uh, if you want to help keep us on the road, then please do help out uh, by booking your travel through us when you're booking online. Um, You can visit IndieTravelPodcast.com forward slash flights, forward slash hotels, forward slash hostels, and forward slash insurance. Um, And we also have travel deals updating daily at IndieTravelPodcast.com forward slash deals. Now, when you book through this stuff, we get a commission, and that commission helps us stay traveling. You can also visit IndieTravelPodcast.com slash Amazon when you're shopping online, or get a free audiobook with a two-week free trial of Audible through IndieTravelPodcast.com slash Audible or slash audiobook. Yeah, we really appreciate everyone who does take the extra couple of seconds to type this into their browser when they're looking for flights. Um, and and hotels and everything like that. If you do find a better deal somewhere else, take a second and flick us an email because we're quite happy to, to continually adjust these to, to find the best 
you know, the best search engines for you and things like that, because yeah. ultimately that, you know, that's what we're after. All right, let's get on to talking about the top 10 items to travel with. You've already packed your bag, you've got your camera, you've got your perfect backpack, you've got your socks and your undies and everything, but maybe there's something that you've either forgotten or you didn't see any value in. But there are quite a few little things that you can tuck into a small pocket that will just ease the way a little bit. Yeah, now some of these things are, uh, I don't know, not so not so ordinary, but there's stuff that we've found that we've used time and time and time again. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've got all of our gear, including all of our laptops and all of our business gear, down to uh, two carry-on size backpacks. Yes, that so, was one of our big achievements of 2010. Yeah, sure Although was. we do still have the other bag that we yeah. um, we haven't been able to get it's, rid of yet because we don't want to throw it away because it's so nice. It's, it's going home to New Zealand to, to be ready for uh, for hiking trips around there because it's a much right. better hiking bag than the, than the travel bag that I've got now. That's right. But yeah, that was one of our big achievements and we're definitely, from now on, carry-on size only. Yeah, that's that's the hope. And so when we're talking about the small stuff, you know it's stuff that's, uh, that's going to come in handy right throughout the year. So number one, business cards. It sounds a little bit pretentious, but having some business cards handy really saves a lot of hassle because you meet sure someone, you want, to give them your, you want to give them your email address, and writing it down all the time can always be a bit difficult. You've got to find a pen, you've got to find someone to write it. If you've got business cards, pull one out of your wallet, there you go. Yeah, it's cool. Um, we used a company called Vistaprint, which you can find everywhere in the world, I think. They're mm-hmm. huge. Um, but the cool thing is, in return for sending you crap loads of advertising, they'll give you, I think it's 500 free business cards the first time you do an order with them. Yeah, and don't you have to put up with their advertising If you change your credit the card the next time you use it, you can get another 500 <laughs> free ones. Um or you can pay, yeah, it's not much. It's just a couple of bucks to uh, to get their branding removed off the back, things like that. So that's a really easy way to get a really simple card. Um, chuck your name, your email address, your Facebook address, if you're on Twitter or anything like that. Chuck all that on there, and the next time you meet someone in a bar, in a hostel, on the bus, instead of having to flick through and find a scrap of paper and write your name down, you can just give them the card, mm-hmm. and it... Gosh, even if you're not running a website or something like that, it's it makes so life good. so much easier. We keep 10 or so in our wallets, and then we also have a pack in our main bag, mm. just in a plastic bag of you know about 100 or so. Yeah. If you want to, one thing that we found useful is to prepare, before you go away, prepare an envelope with things that you might want sent to you. Mm. So that's one thing we did when we went um, away this year. We prepared a little box of stuff that Craig's parents brought over to England for us, and that included some, some business cards. Yeah. So that kind of thing can yeah, be quite really handy. Some socks and just bits and pieces that you will want to replace partway through your trip. Yeah. Now, if you're willing to pay a bit more, I've seen some really cool cards from a company called Moo. Mm. Uh, Moo cards. They're and awesome. They're tiny. Yeah, they're, they're, really, they're really small, and, and you upload a selection of photos and the text you want, and, and it spits out these, these beautiful little kind of personalized business cards, mm-hmm. which, are, which are great. Yeah, so consider that. Chuck it in your bag. It's a really easy way to keep in touch with people. All right, number two, gifts. When you're traveling, you'll meet some amazing people, and some of them will go out of their way to look after you. So yeah. they might invite you out for dinner or let you spend the weekend at their house or whatever, especially if you're couch surfing. Yeah. A gift is a really nice way to show your appreciation. Yeah, now obviously you can't carry around like 20 boxes of chocolates, but luckily you can buy boxes of chocolates in most places in the world. Yeah, or a bottle of wine or something like yeah. that. And then you can personalize it with a small gift from home or from your travels. We, we usually take... I don't know, 15 or so small things from home, magnets, key rings, 
stickers this year. We had stickers. Yeah. Um, our friends brought a whole bunch of postcards, which is a brilliant idea. Uh, this was so it was the such best a brilliant thing idea ever. Yeah. Because we could write thank you message on the back of the postcard, which had a picture of our home city, and then add that to a, a box of chocolates or a bottle of wine. Yeah, it weighed next to nothing. Um, you could chuck them inside a book or something like that to stop them getting damaged, and they were just the best thank you cards ever. Yeah. But yeah, we also brought. Um, magnets things like that with us and yep. as we travel we pick up things along the way so we, this year we've picked up things like bracelets and uh, necklaces stuff like that yeah things add. like that but it's yeah. so nice to have something from home even yeah. if it's just a little blazer pin or like a fridge magnet as linda said uh stickers for kids yeah um yeah it's just really yeah if you go to the two dollar shop or cool. the, the dollar store or whatever yeah. quite often you can find some quite nice things mm. because it's not there's not the value it's not the cost it's the the idea that you've been thinking about them yeah and uh, this is something else that's really good to put in uh in an envelope of things you want sent to you yeah at some point that you leave with a family member or a friend, um, chuck in a dozen postcards mm. and, you know, it, gosh, it's so, so cool just to be able to give those out. Yeah, definitely. All right, on to number three, earplugs. An absolute essential. Actually, we have four or five pairs of earplugs floating around our bags because it's so important. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a hostel dorm rooms can be a really noisy place to sleep. Although you can have good experiences, you can also be in a dorm filled with Polish soccer fans. Yes. In which case, you're not sleeping. <laughs> Airplugs help, though. They also come in handy if you're trying to sleep in a vehicle or if your travelling partner suddenly develops a snoring habit. Which what? you haven't. Thank you, darling. Oh, good. Good, good. <laughs> oh, actually, a little... Anyway. <laughs> I've also found Airplugs really useful recently because the um Because you're talking in your sleep? It doesn't stop me from listening. <laughs> but yeah, the construction site across the road has been starting really early, so I put the earplugs in the night before. Or actually, they fall out, so sometimes I wake up at 6am and go, oh, earplugs, where are they? <laughs> Along with this, a, um, an eye mask can be quite helpful. Here especially, because it gets light really early and the light comes streaming yeah. in the window, even though I've got curtains. It does. So I have that right next to my bed in the morning, it's kind of sticking on one of my earplugs. Yep. Until Please. I broke them, I used uh, my sleep phones. Gosh, me and, me and headphones have a really bad reputation. You do. You do. Um, sleep phones are like a, a band of material, stretchy material, with some flat headphones in. Mm-hmm. So um, I could put in something like, I quite often listen to Sigur Ross or something like that, something mainly acoustic to go to sleep with. And um, because I can sleep through that, I'll either be doing that or an audiobook, and I'll just drift off to sleep. And as that runs through, that constant noise will just help me sleep much sleep. better than mm-hmm. uh than headphones to you know like earplugs to stop noise ever will that's right and uh, i could pull the band down over my eyes so yeah that was handy. It's perfect yeah we've got a full review of sleep phones on site um so people can search for that if they're if they're looking for that mm-hmm. number four is a torch now don't do what we did craig and take a full-size mag light i don't know what you were thinking when we first left new zealand he's like let's pack this this mag light I'm like why it's really heavy he's like yeah but you can use it as a baton yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, no, that's what not mean, good Great logic. for self-defense. It is, but what are the chances of actually having it in your hand when you need it for self-defense? Yeah, we've found out that while you travel around, you really don't need stuff for self-defense. That's right. Our, um, we've been mugged zero times in five years. That's right. So, <laughs> so we have one of the smaller size mag lights and that take AA batteries, and mm-hmm. it's perfect. Yeah. We don't use it that often, but you never know when you'll need a torch, especially yeah. if you're sharing a room with people late at night. Yeah, some people swear by uh, headlamps. Oh, yeah. You know, like LED headlamps. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. I find a 
one torch just so much lighter and easier. Just but, make um, sure you always know where it is. Yeah, that's Because right. if you need it, you need it. You'd need to be able to find it in the dark. Yeah. yeah. So it needs to be in the same place in your bag, easy to access all the time. That's right. Even if you've got your own room, not all travel destinations have the most reliable electricity supplies, mm. Moine. And uh, yeah, we used that quite a lot when we were in Vietnam. So yeah. it's always worth having. Yeah. Now, dental floss can be really handy as well. I mean, obviously for oral hygiene reasons. Um, <laughs> but it can also do all sorts of other amazing things because it's actually quite strong, it especially is. when you put several strands or loop it around. Uh, you can use it to sew up a backpack that's been ripped mm-hmm. or a bag that's been that's been cut open by a cut purse. And, um, you know, along with that minty fresh smell, <laughs> yeah. um, it actually does a really good job. Mm-hmm. So you can use it as a replacement shoelace or a hair tie or a clothesline or all sorts of things. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's surprisingly useful. Mm-hmm. Number six is a pocket knife. Now this is a... Can you stop doing numbers, please? Okay. Thanks. Why? It just sounds the. Okay. I find it helps move the action along, that's right. Mm-hmm. Okay, the next one is a pocket knife. Now, this one's a little bit of a, a touchy subject because now that we've moved on to carry-on only, obviously we can't take, take a pocket knife with us. But for the four years that we had one, we loved it. We mm. loved it, loved it, loved it. We had one of the um, Victorinox picnickers, so it's got one of the large blades, which means it's actually useful for, for cutting things. We find the little ones too dinky, kind yep. of useless. And also this one locked, was which was... Locked, mm. yeah. So it had all the functions we need without having too many other things. For a while, we had one that had a, a wood saw on it. It just made it really thick, and we never had to use the wood saw. So the Picnica was good. It had um, a bottle opener, can opener, corkscrew, the long blade, obviously, tweezers and toothpick. And we used all of them all the time. Yeah, especially the bottle opener. Have, yeah. We bought a new bottle opener after our Picnica got stolen in Peru, but uh, that got taken off us in Australia. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you, Customs. <laughs> I'm going to hold someone up with a bottle, bottle opener, when if I really wanted to, I could get the ice axe between <laughs> the uh, main cabin and the pilot's seat. No, yes. We're not going to... Anyway, anyway <laughs> so now, now we carry all these things separately. So we have a, a bottle opener for beer bottles, and we have tooth, um, uh, tweezers. Yeah. separate, but um, it can be quite useful to have a pocket knife if you are checking luggage in or if you're ca- travelling for a long time, mm-hmm. to have one with you, yeah. especially if you're camping. If you don't want to carry one of those, then um, we found sporks really useful. They have a small mm. blade, kind of a serrated blade. Serrated plastic. Yeah, so it's a spoon on one side and a fork on the other side. And that, you know, I cut up an apple the other day with that and it was all right. Yeah, it's okay for things like that or... Um, uh, Splitting open an avocado, for example, yeah. to spread on a bit of pita bread or something like that when you're doing your picnic lunches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, next up we have a sewing kit. So uh, even though your dental floss is doing a great job of keeping things together, sometimes you need to actually use a needle. <laughs> yeah. And it might be better to have some cotton to sew on that button rather than dental floss. Yes. So, um, Unless you're traveling in Southeast Asia, in which case you can pay probably about 50 US cents to have almost anything repaired. Yeah, Craig got four things re- repaired for like $4. Yeah. It was amazing. It was fantastic. I Yeah, I had these trousers and all the way around South America, people, old women would come up and stop me in the street to tell me I had a hole in my pocket. It was really sweet. Like, thanks, that's why I've got nothing in it. Yeah, I remember where were we in... Um, on the on the shores of Lake Titicaca, was it Puno? We're walking down the street and two people came up to yes, you. Yes, that, that was in Puno. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, right, next that was up, fun. next thing to have with you is a universal power adapter. You've probably got lots of electronics with you because everyone does. I mean, I don't even want to think about what sort of electronics we have with us. But you'll probably pick up more stuff while you're traveling, and those things will have different plugs attached to them. Yeah. And um, we've found that trying to find power adapters, individual power adapters for each thing, just got really painful. So we've got a universal power adapter. Actually, we've got two at the moment. Um, so it needs to accept all types of pl- plugs and have prongs for different countries. We got one through, what was it called? Swiss Travel Accessories. And I think so, yeah. You, you can, can get um, them in airports everywhere anyway. Yeah. They're kind or of about the size at, um, of your fist. It's much cheaper to buy them online. So that IndieTravelPodcast.com forward slash Amazon link, mm-hmm. that Definitely. will come in about half the prices you'll find it at an airport. Yeah. We, we found it really, really useful to have one of those because we, can, we know that we can plug anything in and it will plug in anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, they're fantastic. Well, uh, next up, think about small things to chuck in your bag, maybe at the last minute, maybe as a pre-planned thing, is something very small, very light, very portable that will keep you occupied when your bus doesn't show up. That's <laughs> Talking about some kind of entertainment. And not electronically powered. I mean, you might have your iPod or an iPhone or something that's got books and games on it, but it's also worth having something that doesn't require electricity, because what if the power goes out mm. and you want to do something? You've got your torch for light, but now what? So something like a book or a chess set, a pack of cards goes down really well in a hostel common room. Mm. We've actually got all of these. We've got books, we've got a chess set, we've got Settlers of Catan, we've got Yahtzee, we've got, yeah, the cards. We've got lots of other things that I'm not going to name because it sounds like we're carrying too much stuff. <laughs> Which we are. Which we are. It's amazing. <laughs> but we carry on size and we have all this entertainment. But yeah, it means that when we need entertainment, we've got it. We've got something to go. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Well, Finishing up, the small things you should have in your bag, we're actually going to talk about a small thing you should have on your bag, Mm -hmm. and that is good padlocks for every single openable uh, space on your bag. That's right. So don't leave home without them. Make sure you get the ones that um, have a a code rather than a key because... Mm, yeah, you're you more likely to remember the code than you are. Definitely to want a combo lock. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've seen people trying to find a place to have their padlock cut off their bag. Oh man, because they've lost their padlock key. It's not fun, and that's done. Not fun. <laughs> what we did when we when we had big bags, we'd quite often use a key lock to um, lock up the bottom of the bag because we never used it; it was mm. always locked. And then it didn't matter if we lost the key because we could get in through the top. That's right. And um, but that's the... just simply because we had those padlocks that's anyway. Right. Yeah. Um, if you're buying them fresh, definitely buy combo locks. Yeah, absolutely. So we've got yeah padlock for every every lockable part of our bag. Yeah. And that's definitely worthwhile. Now, the reason you want to do this or you want to have an overbag that completely envelops your bag and you put one padlock on that is when you're checking in your luggage... As soon as it leaves your sight, you have no idea what's happening. And there is an unfortunate amount of organized crime which involves putting drugs into your bag at one side of airport security, letting your bag carry those drugs all the way to the other country, and then somebody working on the other side will remove it before it comes out on the carousel. Yeah, that's why people do those glad wrap things yeah. to, to, to lock up their bags but that's really expensive it's, it's not actually yeah it's not actually about worrying about anyone stealing your stuff so don't go hey i've got nothing valuable in my bag it doesn't matter i'm not going to lock it it's actually about you being used as a drug mule where you take all of the punishment if your bag gets stopped yeah um or if the person at the other end can't can't get private access to your bag mm-hmm. to remove the contraband that's being smuggled 
Um, so yeah, look after yourself. Make sure you don't get busted in, in one of these um, by securing access to all parts of your bag before that's you right. check it in. Well, I think that's pretty much that's pretty much us. Yeah, um, we don't have any community news this week because we're recording this in advance. But do come by indietravelpodcast.com forward slash community and get a free account. You can join groups, um, upload your travel photos. You can tell us about your travel plans or ask questions in the forums, and we'd really love to hear from you. In the first kind of six weeks, we've had over 200 people join us, and so there's there's all sorts of, of wisdom floating around the community boards. That's right. Yeah, it's been really cool. So we'd be really excited to see you there. Do come and join us. And don't forget to help the Indie Travel Podcast stay travelling by booking through us on IndieTravelPodcast.com slash flights, slash hotels, slash hostels, and slash insurance when you're booking your travel online. Also visit IndieTravelPodcast.com slash deals for travel deals which update daily. Yeah, and you can visit IndieTravelPodcast.com forward slash Amazon when you're shopping online. Uh, if you're going to pick up any of this stuff, for example, it is, well, it would help us out if you book through that. We get a commission on everything you buy there. And if you're after a free audiobook, check out IndieTravelPodcast.com forward slash Audible or forward slash Audiobook. And uh, if you sign up for a two-week trial with Audible, they'll give you a book that you can keep forever. So you can download it, um, cancel your membership if you're not going to keep it up, and uh, you still get to use that audiobook forever. That's right. For some non-monetary ways of helping us out, tell your friends about Indie Travel Podcast. Invite them to our Facebook group at Facebook.com slash IndieTravel. Or leave us a five-star review in iTunes. Yeah, that's really a helpful way for helping people find us. Well, that's us for this week. Until next week, travel well.